from the Love Shack in Houston, Texas. This is the 370th edition of Houston Wrestling Radio. This is Abel. This is Hector. This is Chris. No, 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 y'all flip-flop. How many times y'all pull this fucking stunt? You're Chris. You're Hector. God damn it. Hey, hey, let the oh, news, damn it. You're let still able. Believe. Still able. <laughs> <laughs> Please believe me. We're going to be busting a lot of nuts tonight. Right, Are you ready? Yes. We're going to make the planner's guy proud. <laughs> yes. Don't worry. Yes. I'm not going to say winter is coming. Oh, thank you. He just said winter is here. Oh, <laughs> winter already came. Yes. Oh. You remember winter? <laughs> you remember her? Winner from uh, a, a TNA? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I hope winner is coming. <laughs> I hope it's a long winter. Sorry. Dynamite's over. What's your biggest takeaway from last night's special event? Um. Holy shit! They're actually going to do something with Impact. That that was very surprising to me. And as the one out of all of us that probably still watches Impact the most, and I'm not, I don't watch it right. every week, you know, but Porsche watches it every week. And if it happens to be on the telly when she's watching it, or she goes, eh, eh, hey, look eh, at eh. this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so I, I, I keep up enough with it to where I have a healthy respect for where it's at now. If you ask me, well, what do you think about Impact? Maybe like two or three years ago, I've been like, but now I'm like, okay, it ain't that bad. Hell, the last time we were here, I said one of my my match of the week pick was an yeah. impact match. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I have a healthy respect for it. And wait, now we're going to take the AEW title onto Tuesdays and Don Callis was there for a reason and not just funsies? Oh, shit, what? <laughs> my spidey senses went off and I, I – I, I have mixed feelings, but I think the the biggest feeling that I have is um, intrigue. You know, I, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what they're actually going to do. What is this partnership going to look like? Is this partnership just going to be a week long and that's it? You know, oh, he has the belt for a cup of coffee. He shows up there and they get the rub and that's the end of it. Or are they doing like full on, you're moving in, merger. You know, like, what the fuck are they going to do? And does that mean that they now have Tuesday and Wednesday and they're under the same umbrella but different brands and now now AEW has a second show? And are they going to keep the roster split? And, like, is this going to be like a Raw and SmackDown thing? Is it's actually two different companies? Or or is it just like a couple of one-offs because the, the champ is there and that's it? I don't know. And I'm kind of excited because I don't know. But like I said, I have mixed feelings. The other side of that is, man, they're going to fuck this up. This is not going to be, you know, all that great. Uh, it, it, remnants of Global Force in the back of your head? Yeah, remnants of, of TNA and NWA being together. Remnants of NWA trying to do whatever they can now, showing up with the women, uh, uh, women's title on AEW. But then I start getting excited all over again because <laughs> then I realize, wait a second. They're playing nice not only with Impact, but they're also playing nice with NWA. What if they start playing nice with ROH? What if they start playing nice with PWG and MLW? They're actually and- also playing nice with AAA. Yes. Um, the main event of Triple Mania, yeah. Kenny Omega against Laredo Kid. That's going to be a must-watch. Well, I say that, but, but I'll that get was, to that in a little bit. That was a partnership that was uh, mentioned since the very beginning of AEW. Yeah. 
But that's just yeah. the telling that they that they know what is that yeah. they have the experience of of playing with others in the sandbox. But that's a good point, though. Like they're playing well with others. But when was the last time anything AAA had any bearing on what happens on AEW Dynamite? Eh, they have a partnership, but like it was for a cup of coffee as far as the viewer is concerned. Maybe behind the scenes, there's a little bit more shit going on and you know money changing hands. But for average Joe like me and you, or average Jose. You know, like, it's like, all right, well, I don't care. So I, I don't know, man. I It's been the first time in a long time that I've been completely 100, 100% swerved, not once, but twice in a show. And that swerve has got me thinking there's so much I could come with this. And I don't know what they're actually going to do. So I, I'm excited. I, as soon as I heard, well, Thing that stand, the first thing that stand out for me during the show was Turn of Sting. Okay. It was just like, okay, how are they going to? Oh, wait. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then I thought about it. The back of my mind is like, do I really want him to fight? Uh, but then again, it's like, I'm seeing more of the old school wrestlers going in there and becoming like mentors. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Jake Roberts, uh, Tully, Arn. Arn, you know. Even to some capacity, Dustin. Yeah. But kind of made me think, like, okay. And again, even seeing, just hearing Tony Schiavone say Sting for so many years. Yeah. Right? I was like, all right. That, that was fucking cool. That brought me some little bit of chills. But then seeing the face-off between Sting and Darby, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's your mentor right there. That's who you want to be. <laughs> you know, but then going back to to the whole t- uh, impact, as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, now I get why Don Callis was there. But I was his first time there. He'd been there yeah, a couple he's times. He's been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been calling basically all the Kenny matches. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you, me thinking the way I think, I'm just thinking fantasy warfare now. Yeah. Because, okay, you got the Bucks. And then you Oh, you're got, going dream match already. What's your dream? Wait, go. Start shooting matches oh, off. Man. Off the head. I got one right off the top. I wish, honestly, I wish the Rascals would have still been in there. Yes! Yes, I, I wish they did. I wish they would have still been in there. Who's to say AEW hasn't signed them? Well, no, they have they're, signed with, they're, they're signed with NXT already. Yeah. Oh, you know, two, two, two out of three. Yeah. You two know, out of three. You know how the Performance Center every so often will show their graduation photos of like, look who just came to the Performance Center and it had the fucking t-shirt? Two of, two, two of the three. Which ones? I don't uh, remember. I forgot. The high ones. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because the standout for me has always been Trey. Okay. Desmond Xavier's been good. I liked him. But Trey has always looked like the guy that you could have – between him and Who's Ace Austin and – I know we're going, like, way so, off course yeah. early, but there's a – oh, Ace Austin. Um, there's a, who's the one that has the tattoos on his chest? Is that Ace Austin or – From Trey? the Rascals? Yeah. Uh, Wentz, I think. <laughs> I think Wentz is the only one that hasn't signed with, with uh, NXT. The other two already did. But Dream matches, go. FTR put it there, put it out there already. Um, against the North? Them against the North. The Bucks against uh, uh, Morris City Machine, Machine Guns. You even got uh, the Good Brothers yeah. pointing out the Young Bucks. But at the time where they were both coming up, so you got Generation Me, mm-hmm. and then you got uh, – and with Kenny back with them, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Porsche so, says that Trey is the one not with uh, Trey. Trey. Good. I, I have I have a, a dream match that that he didn't mention. I uh, said so why? Okay, go. Nyla versus Jordan Grace. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't, even, I didn't even look into the into the knockouts women's division. Dude, yet. we've been saying it for a long time that the AEW women's division is a little lackluster, right? But the knockouts division has always been, you know, pretty prominent within TNA or Impact, whatever you want to call it. And right now, Jordan Grace is the fucking shit. And being this you know, big powerhouse going up against Nyla, who's also supposed to be a big powerhouse. But, man, I, that screams immovable object versus irresistible force. And I'm not talking about Nia Jax. I'm talking about Nyla Rose. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Sammy Mox? No. Sam, you mean Callahan? No. Callahan versus Knox? Yeah, that's Knox. cool. No. I'm, you can have a nice uh, best of five series between the Cowboys, James Storm and Adam Page, and then team them up out of respect afterwards. Mm, okay. Bring back beer money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or uh, all beer. Yeah. <laughs> all beer. No money. <laughs> it sucks because now – Thinking about well, beer money. My, uh, my, 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 my mind's spacing out because I'm sobered up. What's the what's the what's the name of the drink called? We drop the shot in the Jaeger bomb. No, it's no, there's something. It's a uh, uh, car wreck or something. Car bomb. No. Damn it. That's what the team name is because Hangman's all about the whiskey now, and Storm's got his own beer. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. And he, can you imagine the pop now? Orange versus going? Swinger. What the fuck? Or. Orange versus Swinger. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Yes, I want to see that. Orange Cassidy versus Johnny Swinger. <laughs> Fuck yes. I'm probably going to be in the minority when I say this, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it out. Wardlow against Moose. Oh, yeah. No, I, I like that. that. I like that. I can see that. Yeah. Maybe build up to um Build up to the next uh, stadium stampede and its impact against fucking uh, AEW. And the hook is which which team Steam joins. Ooh. Does he oh, come out with yeah. the Joker paint or does he come out in the icon paint? Yeah. yeah. Uh, another one. MJ, MJF versus all ego Ethan Page. The oh. promos between those two. Mm-hmm. The promos. Who's the current champion in Impact? <laughs> the fact that you have to ask yeah, shows me. why they have to do this. Yeah. It's fucking Rich Swan, bro. Yeah. Rich Swan. Yeah. Rich Swan, I guess, will be a fun little 10 minute death match. But you know, if they're going to do this whole continuing story, somebody from AEW has to go and take away the end. Possibly. So you got to see, okay, who do you want to see Rich Swan lose the title to? Mm-hmm. This is a tip for tat kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Who says someone from A from uh, Impact loses a belt? Why is it not AEW? What if Jordan takes the women's title from Serena? Oh, <laughs> or no, from yeah. Oh, and you're mixing in a lot of streams there because I I didn't even say Hikaru. I said you said, I said you said Serena, Serena, Serena D, D. NWA. So like, well, that was something that <laughs> I, I can kinda... bring Nick Aldo's already in there. <laughs> Well, oh, I, I'm in there. I, hey, and, and it's funny. I know again, we're, bouncing like, we're, we're bouncing like a pinball right now. Y'all, it's easy and it's quick to judge to jump to Steam Mentor and Darby. 
Why not sting? Feature men- COVID. Why not sting mentoring mentoring Thunder Rosa? Hmm. That'd be interesting. <laughs> the pink crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Because if you notice things whole thing with Darby, he looked at him on one side and then he kind of raised his mm-hmm. hand, rubbed the, the side that didn't have a paint, mm-hmm. and kind of like went like that. And Darby stood up. You know, yeah. everyone else was like, "Oh shit, that's Sting!" While still laid out, everybody's yeah. mesmerized. Yeah, he's like, not wow. to be all corny about it, but yeah, when Sting went face to face to face with yeah. Darby, yeah, yeah. like just realizing that that. You know, yeah, and, and a, the, I, I the commentary out like a little kid when Sting came out again. Same the commentary here. putting over, I bet he was a little stinger back in the day. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um. Okay, so there's two two other prongs of all this that I want to get to. Uh, one is I we we've been skirting around this a little bit. You were talking about crossing the streams. So can this instead be one? challenger to the wwe you know it was wcw and then tna and that that kind of flopped roh kind of had a shot but then they never really did instead of it being one being aew versus wwe why not it be a coalition of different uh, yeah. uh companies that the alliance that actually work together <laughs> you know to 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 the revolutionize co-op. the business you know we like, had, think, is that have, possible didn't we have this conversation last week about how i got tired of seeing pentagon being the same pentagon on three different shows yep. hardy being the same hardy on three different shows not that it's been talked about so far but it wouldn't surprise me because impact is airing on axs and that's because axs yeah. owns impact yeah so hypothetically speaking on the if i'm wearing my 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 work clothes to, to the table tonight. Impact is always available for sale if somebody makes an offer good enough. <laughs> so why doesn't AEW just... Well, Tony Khan is looking into adding... A extra, second show. Uh, an actual second show. second show. If you have Impact on well, Sat Friday... AEW Dark apparently was three hours the last episode. 17 matches! 17 on dark but that was the wasn't that the special they had on like on a saturday or something like that so i, I don't know it fucking lasted but five but days but it was focus. on wednesday 17 <laughs> matches i like aw might be my favorite brand right now i'm still not watching fucking 17 matches. that's more matches than at wrestlemania and they split that hole in two nights <laughs> wrestle kingdom Put that hole in two nights. Yeah. Oh my God. That's too much, bro. Too much. You were ju- you're ready to pull the trigger on Tony Khan just straight up saying no, Moxie's not going to Japan because yeah. he has a quarantine. Bro, that's him protecting his business. If he were to tell you straight up Moxie's going, that would have given away the main event and everybody would have been watching NXT. But they had already set they had already set the touchdown with Sting and they already set then the two point with the Omega and fucking Moxley. Yep. Makes me wonder who it was that jumped Moxley from behind the weeks before. Was it somebody from Impact or was it Kenta? Because he Wait. still has that briefcase. Oh. And now that Moxie's been written out, because apparently oh. you get busted open by a cloth-covered microphone, he's going to be out for and 19,000 no, no. V-Triggers. that microphone did not have cloth on it. It didn't have cloth. Oh, it, it, when it uh, was, Catalyst got, got dropped, the he microphone. He took it off? Yeah, he took yeah, it off. Yeah, it was, it was metal. With the 19,000 V-Triggers. So he's out for like eight years now. Right, so right. Moxie's got plenty of time to go to Japan, defend the title, Get COVID, come back, spread COVID, kill the business. <laughs> butt style. <laughs> <laughs> <Kill> one sweep. 
All right. The other prong that I wanted to explore is um, the stuff with Sting. And you know how I said earlier that I, I, it's been a while since I've been swerved twice in one night. I want to call out the fact that I, was, I wasn't expecting this at all. I don't think anyone else was expecting it. Um, it th there wasn't rumors. There wasn't like scuttlebutt. Oh, Sting might show up. And oh, there he finally is. Like this seemed like it came out of left fucking field. And there was a lot of people that were just 100% swerved. So I have to appreciate that. But the next part that I'm going to go into is um, you kind of mentioned this a little bit, Hector. I, I, I don't know if I want to see Sting wrestle again because this is this, if Sting does wrestle again, this is the second fucking time I've seen somebody live in their retirement match who, you know, it wasn't really their retirement match. You know, with Ric Flair. I'm sorry. I you love knew you. that was Super coming, kick. though. I knew that was coming. I didn't know that it was coming with Seth versus Sting, right? But we were there live. It was right. here in Houston. We saw it. Right here. Right here. <laughs> bang, bang. Um, but, oh, man. Now. You forgot about Foley, too. Being retired and coming back and wrestling. That's true, but I didn't see that live, right? Sure. But what my, my point was, holy shit, this is kind of bittersweet because I don't want to not be able to say that I didn't see Sting's last match the first time I ever saw Sting live. But then again, it's like, hey, guess what? Seth didn't ruin his career after all. And that was, and that was my rebuttal to you. Thank you. Ric Flair's match, his Farewell, his retirement, quote-unquote, match with Shawn Michaels might be probably one of the ten best matches of the decade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Seth and Sting is nowhere fucking near that. Right. I, I And not to say it as a negative towards Sting or in, in, in a negative light to either one of them, but I rank that as, like, Jeff Hardy main event showing up high. Like, one of those things that you <laughs> oh, never want to yeah. think about. Oh. If that was Jeff Hardy's last moment, you do not want to associate that. So the fact that that's not Sting's last moment, what we saw live, that yeah. that could be a redemption for Sting, but also a redemption for Seth. Seth didn't yeah. fucking kill the legend Sting. Yeah, but um, he hurt Cena. He but, hurt Sting. He got Becky pregnant. But <laughs> I'm the guy that always gets criticized, especially by Arnold saying Abel hates Houston because I don't like the way the Undertaker was booked in his later years. I don't hate. I don't hate Houston. I don't hate The Undertaker. I like Arnold? The Undertaker. He's not here. Oh, hey, hey. Hi, Papa. Hi. Ah! <laughs> but I don't think that we needed to see The Undertaker for, I don't know, maybe like six, seven years. Once, he, Like uh, him coming back for Saudi. Him only He'll be back for Saudi next year. Coming back for another <laughs> Saudi. Him retiring and then not retiring. And then he retired again this, this at Survivor Series. Like, dude, it is too much. And I don't think that I, I want to see that for Sting either, especially if now he's another year older, you know, a after. Couple years older. Yeah, a couple of years older now. He, 2017? 2017? It was in the before COVID times. Yeah. So who knows? That, that, we, that Sting had that match with Seth, 2017, I think. I think so. Or 18? Yeah. I don't know. It was it was before times. It was 17. You know, I, I don't know if I want to see Sting wrestle some more because he's just that much older now and uh, like i like sting for what he was back in wcw and, and in tna for some of it but towards the end of his tna run you could tell all right he's slowing down 
went to WWE. All right, this is cool. We may get a dream match, but he's still slowing down. Now he's showing up in AEW. All right, cool. We could get a couple of dream matches, but he's even slower now. And I hate to be that guy that um, that people will say would be hypocritical because there's a lot of a lot of criticism for AEW and even for TNA back in the day of oh they just get the old guys and let the old guys have the spot when they're past their prime and they're over the hill. So did WWE. Yeah. yeah. They hoard back Goldberg. And, they and, hoard back Sting. And I didn't like any of that shit. I didn't like Goldberg. I didn't like Sting coming back. I didn't like any of these guys coming back and taking these spots. So I have to say, you know, what's red is red. And this is red for me, too. I, I, I don't necessarily want to see Sting. Now, if it's like what you said, Hector, where he's in more of a, 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 a role of teaching and putting over and giving people the rub and not necessarily going into the ring all the time. Okay, cool. I'm down with that. Maybe a match here and there, one or two matches, but like he's definitely not like he's not going in there and beating the shit out of Kenny Omega. Right? Like, no. I know for one, I I'm I'm already seeing uh Sting versus Cody. My yep. my rebuttal to that is two prong. Yes. Oh, we we have a lot of prongs tonight. <laughs> Number one, and I'm going back using that using last weekend as an example. Match of the week candidate. Well. Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. If you're doing an exhibition, you have Sting, Jake Roberts, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson, who for the last couple of weeks has been actually getting pretty physical in the ring. So is Tully. And if Sting's going to be in that mix, I wouldn't mind a five or six minute little tussle here just for them to just for them to get the rust off. Get yeah. the rust off, number one. Number two... Working in banking, I know math. I'm not Asian, but I still know math. <laughs> there's three people in Team Taz, and there's Cody and Darby, and then Sting came to even out the odds. If you're going to bring somebody back, the probably safest way to do it is in a tag team match. Even with Undertaker's farewell, I would have bought Undertaker in a five-on-five Survivor Series Tag him, give him a hot tag, maybe do a double count out or some kind of elimination. Again, no Undertaker, Undertaker's been spewing for the last couple of years that he's old school, that he wanted to leave on his back putting somebody over. Did he? He, he AJ Styles a little over, but he uh, didn't. No, he did it. that for uh, Roman Wayne's. Yeah, but then he came back. No. So I didn't count. Yeah, so <laughs> none of that counted. So and according to him, that was his worst match. Yeah, so – and, and, and that's another part with Sting is like maybe Sting doesn't want his last moment inside the ring to be of him almost falling well, apart physically when, and when maybe it, mentally. When it comes to, to Sting's health thing, he basically has the same thing Edge, Edge had. Mm-hmm. And he himself said, if I get the same treatment as Edge, I'll be able to do what Edge did, is come back. Goddamn. But again, they signed him for a multi-year contract Two already. Two years at least. Two years. Yeah. So... Most definitely, you're going to get a couple of matches they, out of him. They have to be able to handle this well. Yeah, if you have him going up against all the other old guys or in a tag team where all he gets is, is a hot tag and he doesn't have to take a bump, cool. But again, I don't want him coming in there and taking fucking Darby Allen to the limit. Not just Taking that. Cody Omega. Or not, Cody Omega. <laughs> Kenny Omega. Oh, or, Co- or Cody not, Rhodes. Well, not just that. Any of these young guys, you know? It depends because when I at the end of that segment, of course, me, like everyone else, was gushing over Sting and Darby face-to-face-to-face. But the first thing I noticed after I did my math was out of everyone on the on Team Taz, Ricky Starks is the most 
old schoolish wrestler that will actually take care of Sting for three or four minutes in the ring while yeah. he does his stuff, or while Sting, or while Sting, the okay. legend, the old man, is the babyface in peril, where he gives somebody the hot tag, and Darby or fucking Cody shoot like a pinball and clear house. Yeah. So they're like, uh, and Co- not not to be like like a big fanboy or anything, but Cody's another guy that can that's got that WWE style that can take care of somebody like Sting and not and not expose his flaws for somebody being in his sixty one. I think he's 61. How old was Flair when he finally um, well, hung it up? But when he. I think he was mid 50s because he's so. Had... He's older than Flair when Flair was old. Yeah. <laughs> but just remember, Flair was still doing Jay Lethal, Hulk Hogan, Sting. Yeah. And in, in Impact Fortune. and some other stuff. Fortune. Fortune. Yeah. So he was still prevalent and still looking look here and there. Um, there's a couple of guys in that roster that can actually take care of Sting. But I'm not. I'm not sure if I want to see a full blown. Oh, let's one more run, brother. You know? Yeah, yeah. So okay. So, whew, that was a lot of sting and AEW talk for an episode that's supposed to be covering NXT War Games. <laughs> that's what we're here for. That's what we're here oh, for. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I asked on our Facebook page two questions, two parted. You want to see Sting wrestle one more match, and if so, against who? And apparently, this was only a one part question because. Uh, Everybody wanted to. Robert Medlin, no. Since Undertaker's locked in a long-term WWE deal, there's not really anyone else for him to have a big match against. Hmm. Elias, okay. uh, Elias Laredo, not really. The neck injury he had is serious. Not worth it for one more match. I'm really torn on this because I like he showed up, but kind of disappointed that AEW said they weren't going to do WWE things, and they keep using low-key same tactics. WCW and WWE used to or currently do. Jeff Milheims, as long as he's building younger talent like Darby, I'm good. Just don't put any titles on him at this point in his career. Um, but they have been thinking about doing a trios title, and there's a lot of trios teams out there. Yep. That's uh, one thing. Also, um, again, Impact, I don't really know. Did they ever have trios titles there? No. Mm-hmm. No. They just brought back the girls' tag titles. Those knockouts. Yeah, yeah, knockouts tag titles. There's a tournament going on around. Mm-hmm. And Jazz is teaming is with there. Jordan Grace. Yes. I mean, yeah. we talk about, you know, Sting being old, but damn, damn that was Jazz one, is, is – she's going. That was one thing that I saw a meme uh, today about – She must be related to truth. About yeah. how uh, 2020 has been the year for Impact because they've had – Oh, the they had The Rock, they had, Shamrock – they have like all the Shamrock has been doing pretty good. Yeah, plus the 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 knockout title coming yeah. back and then putting Jazz and then now AEW. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You know, yeah. Okay, so Ken Shamrock and Jazz, both old, they're doing pretty good. So yeah. that's those are both of them. I would say are the exceptions to we had just talked about about Goldberg and Sting and you know so on and so forth. So I don't know, man. Maybe maybe we'll eat crow. Maybe maybe Sting is in the same boat as Jazz and Ken Shamrock. Shamrock's fucking going. So the match that happened for the first time again is third level behind Sting and Impact. One word for Kenny Omega becoming the new AEW champ. I don't know. I I felt conflicted because of how it went down. But at the same time, it's like we, us as fans, we got what we wanted because we wanted the cleaner, and this is what the cleaner did back in the day. But at the same time, it's like, uh, 
I don't know. Tough stroke for me on that. One word. Right. Yeah. This feels right. This feels like um, this is who should have been champ before. I'm not saying I didn't like Jericho as champ, but he should have been champ before Jericho. He should have been champ before Moxley. Before uh, He should have been champ first? Yes. Regardless um, of all the shit he would have ate because he's the yes. owner like every other yes. owner. Here's, Lawler, Eddie Graham, yes, Vern yes. Gagne, they put the belts on themselves first. Jerry and, 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 and TNA. Yeah, yeah but I, I think that feeling would have been worse if it was Cody. Right? I get it that Cody and Kenny really? are – I'm telling you how I feel. No, I'm not. I'm not arguing. I'm just, I, I'm just I feel talking. that like like Cody is more of the the person behind the scenes that's being the the Triple H guy. Whereas, yes, they may all be equal partners, get the same money, and it's all still their project. But I feel as though Kenny is more of talent than he is backstage. If Cody was the one to be the first and whatever, then I'd be like, oh, just like Vern Gagne, it's like da, 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 put the strap on himself. I don't, I don't feel that same way about Kenny because Kenny was the hottest fucking guy for like three years before this gotcha. even started. Regardless, he should still be the hottest fucking guy. This last year where he wasn't the champ, this is when he cooled down. You could have struck while that iron was fucking hot, made him the first champ, and boom, kick off like gangbusters, and they never did. Devil's Advocate. Would Hangman not be as hot now if he didn't have the team with Omega? It feels like Omega gave some of that rub to Hangman to bring him up. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it as he, Omega going down. I see it as he brought Hangman up. No, they both went like, okay, Page went up, right? Hangman went up, but Kenny came down a little, and they like you know balanced each other. Came up together a little. No, they balanced no? each other each other out. Um, so this should have been what we should have seen. When I was thinking. When I was thinking <laughs> AEW and the Elite, I was thinking, oh, shit, we're going to get to see basically Bullet Club in America. We're going to get to see Kenny Omega versus Okada, except it's not against Okada. It's against all these other people. And God damn it, Kenny is going to be the, the fucking star that we all know that he is from Japan. And he, he never was that. So I think it's finally right. And I think it's also right that with Jericho and Moxley being the champs, even though it was Moxley who went to Japan for a little bit, there was still enough of that WWE Ambrose stink on him that it gave so much fuel to the fire. Title to next WWE guys, man, 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 man. And now man. they're giving them shit because they gave it to one of the EVPs of the fucking land. Yeah, but again, I don't, I don't see him that much as a backstage guy. I see him as he is the hottest talent that they have. So, I, I understand yes, your point. I see, I see that. Yeah, Cody had never so, been the yeah. With the exception of his little run with Ring of Honor, he had never really been an actual heavyweight champion that was recognized by wrestling people. Mm-hmm. And AEW being at the stage that they are right now, if Cody was that number one, episode one of Dynamite, Cody came out with the AEW title. Oh, yeah. Everybody would have shat on him. They might not have even yeah. been as successful. Sure. Uh, Daniel. What's up, Daniel? Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, he says his one word is contrived. Ooh, explain that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What's your one word? Bitch. <laughs> God, I hate that I'm gonna say this because it's on my match of the list, match of the week candidacy list. Oh, it's on my match of the week candidacy but too. A bit disappointed. 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 You know why it's not my pick? Why? 
because the match ended and then it started again. They had built this story that Moxley needed to beat Omega. Moxley finally laid him out after he DDT'd him on the floor, mm-hmm. threw him back in the ring. Oh, he hit him with that paradigm shift on the dime. That should have been it, bro. Nah, let me get outside the ring. Let me go grab a couple of chairs. Let me sit down while he wakes up, and we're going to just start slapping each other like we're in New Japan. Yeah. You know, that that, that I, I call bullshit in any company, and for me, that was bullshit. Okay. So, I'm... I have uh, to be honest. I haven't seen a lot of Omega's heel work in New Japan. For me to say if I feel comfortable with Omega using the microphone to cheat to win, you know, they built up that this guy beat Okada twice in Japan on commentary. So I figured he would actually beat yeah. beat him, like capture Moxley doing a mistake, Moxley doing being too hardcore or trying to out wrestle Omega, something, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Once the callous thing happened and they ran off and dropped the bomb that they're that he's gonna show up on impact, the, the scale started to bounce out a little bit. But when that when the the incident happened that led to the pinfall, it was more negative than positive for me. I was not a fan of it. Okay. Was not. Okay. That's fair. But um it's a candidate for my match of the week. I, I, I want to lean towards it actually being my pick. But, uh, again, again, we, we talk about like between the bells, okay. Mm-hmm. Um God damn, all of those fucking counters and the teases and him trying to get him into the one-wing angel and he couldn't, but he was pulling out all the other signature moves and finishers and same thing with Moxley pulling. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's the three. Oh, shit. You know, I I thoroughly enjoyed the the up and down of that match and I think it's the best match that I've seen Moxley in for, for <coughs> maybe awesome. ever. Well, that's a wrestling match. Closest yeah. that we get to a wrestling match, right? And I didn't watch enough of the rest of Dynamite to compare that match to anything else. So if, like, everyone else had Flippy Dippy's blood Ooh. thrown to the guardrail, then I would have been even more watered down. But I didn't watch anything other than that main, that main event. I'm glad you brought that up. This is what Daniel Price said to defend himself. <laughs> Shit. Short version, it exposed the fact Moxley needs a gimmick match to perform well. Yeah. Oh, and it all led up uh, to that and jumped into a promo for Impact. Uh, didn't even wait to brag till uh, wait, didn't even wait to brag till day after the sex. <laughs> okay, he's comparing it to sex, but actually, yeah. candidates, good shit, pal. Give it to me. Shit. I think so far, I only got one. What that just that? came to my mind, and that's a Japan match. Um, Takahashi, uh, Robbie Eagles, yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was entertaining. Hype. Oh, yeah. It was entertaining. (laughs) The way uh, uh, Takahashi was getting the crowd involved by doing the Aussie Aussie stuff with Robbie and the fans were trying. Oh, dude. Robbie. Robbie. (laughs) Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Robbie, Robbie. Robbie. Oh, man. Dude, they had no business putting on what they put on. Uh That was amazing. And that main event that that night of Super Juniors. That was good. That was really good. And the crowd's like almost 90% full. Like yeah. it almost looked completely packed. I'm like, I'm envious. They're, They're getting they, close Japanese to the don't game want that me. full capacity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. That Do was you have another They broke out stuff I've never seen before, mostly Robbie Eagles, because yeah. I haven't seen a lot of his matches. I think I just saw him and Osprey, that showdown they did in Australia, something like That's that. That's when he took him out of the Bullet Club. Yeah. But again, I haven't seen, uh, haven't seen a lot from him because honestly, I was already expecting. Leo Rush to show up in New Japan, but they oh, just yeah. teased him. Oh. They did a uh, one of those promo teases. 
my but god. Yeah, that I for me, I guess that that'll be my match of the week, uh, match of the week pick. Man, help me. I got some matches. I shit ton of matches. That's like I went to the Dylan Candy store. I got a little bit of everything. <laughs> so, okay, you got a long list. I just want to throw out one and then you can get to your long list. Shotzi versus Gonzalez. From last Mexico. night? Yes. Hey, we're in XT. Let's kill everyone before our main pay-per-view. Twice. They almost killed everybody <laughs> last week, and now they almost killed everybody tonight. I don't care about them being dead. It was a badass match. So chronologically. Okay. All right. We're just going to blow right past it. All right. Fuck me. <laughs> Later. <laughs> New Day versus Street Profits from Survivor Series. Yes. Hangman versus John Silver from last week's episode of Dynamite. Mostly because the commentators were putting over how much of a threat Silver was to fucking Hangman. And then interplaying that Dark Order is like, we still want you in the group, man. This invitation's all, oh, dude. Oh, that, and then the, the Battle Royal last yeah. night, they pushed more of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I need to, yeah, I need to go back. Why well, got I need more? I'll go back and watch this. There you, go. <laughs> you bragged about the women's ladder match from last night. I'll counter that with the Pete Dunn O'Reilly. Yes. For the war game stuff on the men's side. I figured. Yeah, let's kill the guys too with two weeks to go. Yeah. Takahashi against Eagles. Um, oh man, oh man, oh man. My pick might be Brody King against Shane Taylor from Ring of Honor Television. Really? Holy fuck. Dude, so they, they did like this real fight feel promos for backstage and Brody King and Shane Taylor putting everyone over. But goddamn, dude, Shane Taylor, man. The times we're living in, and I don't mean the times of COVID. Shane was like, I like how you live, uh, how you live, how, you, how Brody lives in hypocrisy. He comes out wearing a mask, a bandana mask, claiming that he's going to get everything through violence. If I were to do that, people would look at me differently. Women would clutch their purses a little tighter. Guys would take a couple steps back seeing a guy like me. So you know what he's insinuating. Fuck, dude. They just beat the ever-loving shit out of each other. I, and I was I was very entertained. Uh, Brody King actually won that. But damn, that was good. Okay. I, yeah. Um, and now Brody King's fighting fucking um, Roosh for the main event at yes. Final Battle. Yeah. That's going to be fucking good. Um, I thought I had Dangle. Uh, asterisk. Asterisk? Because they aired it on Tuesday. Nick Aldis against Mike Bennett on NWA Shockwave for the NWA Championship. The asterisk is because this happened like three months ago, two months ago. Mm-hmm. And that they're just they're rehashing new content. And the reason I know that is because before the show ended, they're advertising this Tuesday's episode with Thunder Rosa defending the NWA title. And anybody that has television knows that right now Thunder Rosa doesn't have the fucking title. Mm. So it's just yeah, I, I see what NWA is trying to do, but so far it, it, it's not it's not clicking for me. Um, speaking of something that's not clicking for me, I tried, man. This this might be strike three, and I don't want to say it, but fuck me. Low key versus Davy Boy Smith Jr. from MLW <laughs> was awesome. They had the they showed the pay. Um, for people that don't know what's going on, they did a good job of adding adding value to that match. How they replayed that that match was the finals from last year's Opera Cup that Davy Boy won. Loki's looking for redemption. So right there already tells you that this match is important. This match is why they're. This is why this match is ending the show. This is why I need to watch this. Yep. The match was fucking good. 
everything else was fucking atrocious. Again, really? the fucking God, man! Overall, like, can we get out of can, can we get out of Escapade 2000 and go to some place <laughs> that actually looks presentable? Really? Well, now, I don't want to go to Coco Loco. I want to go to fucking like, Revention or fucking Toyota Center, even if it's empty. You know how badass Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. looked on Saturday? That was at the Staples Center, and you would never know it the way it was set up. Beautiful. You did. They did a lot with very little. And if MLW has very little, you can still do a lot if you know what you're doing. But goddamn, I'm waiting for a quinceanera chick to come out. Hola! No, man. I, oh. And again, the static noise in the background, like they know, like everyone around doesn't care about what's going on because there's no actual reactions to anything that's going on. Except, which is the biggest strike, the commentary. Fucking our boy, Rich, Rich Brennan. Rich Brennan. Rich one. Rich Brennan, there he him and his partner, the new guy that they've got on these new episodes of, of uh yeah. Together they're awesome. Rich Bokini, Rich Brennan, whatever. He I I love that guy. But they have the same problem for anyone that hasn't really paid attention. They have the same problem that NXT has right now. What's that? So since Beth Phoenix is like on remote location Ooh. in space. Everything's like a second to a second and a half late. Like if so, like there was an impact, boom. Oh my god, let's you see that hit. That but it's more obvious when you're watching fucking um MLW because Rich Bokini has does a real good job of like old school Vince McMahon accentuating like big hits when they happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. But when they're delayed as fuck, it's hard to keep mm. keep your attention. It's like you're watching it on the internet in a glitch. Or you're, or you're changing the channels back and forth to see that split second of porn because you couldn't afford the channels. That's what that MLW <laughs> show, like, yeah. that's what MLW yeah. feels like. Like as a complete presentation, it's like the center, the center's cooked perfectly and the rest is fucking raw. And it's hard. And eventually you're going to get sick from eating all that shit. Yeah. So I was, God damn. So it, it's going to take something big. To, and and, the, and it's, oddly enough, I just say this. I'd say some, there has to be something big to keep me from it. Right now, the only thing that's keeping me from watching that keeps me watching MLW is the presentation of Contra. Dude, Contra's fucking legit, man. And they introduced the, the right hand, the, the black hand, and it wasn't a match, it was a public execution. So they actually made the effort to have guys with like the Contra flags come out, and then he showed up, killed his fucking jobber, and they threw him in a body bag and put draped the Contra flag over him. Dude, dude, wow, and and that's the only reason why I keep watching because like the wrestling gods owe me this. This, <laughs> this, this is what could have been if America was less land of the free, home of the offended, and more land of the free, home of the brave. And WWE had the fucking balls to go all out with Muhammad Hassan. Uh, this is what yeah. fucking that would what Contra is now is what that little like. The, the nucleus of Muhammad Hassan could have been, and they the wrestling gods owe that shit to me. I forgot, and that's why I still watch because of that. Because of that, yeah. Because it, um, if I remember right, the previous episodes that I would see of MLW whenever I would catch them, there were two main factions. This MLW, which is the corporate office, and that's Conan and mm -hmm. a lot of his people, versus Contra, and mm -hmm. and Contra throughout the whole I think year they've been trying to invade. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, COVID happened, and then they got into the building. And they started sh <laughs> doing shit, and that's basically the whole the whole thing that brought me back. Goes like, yeah. oh shit, they finally did it. Now what they're gonna do? 
oh, we're going to start bringing back people. And then they, they put the roster out that they were bringing for that relaunch. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I could get behind the people. That's what brought me back to seeing them from the last time. But then this time I did see that match and yeah, it was fucking nice. But the presentation for me is like, yeah. It's hard, man. It's fucking hard. And I and what the hypocrite in me is about to probably go through it again because next week is fucking the Von Eriks against Jacob Fatu and um, I forget who. Oh, Simon Gotch. So Contra, oh. so Contra against the Von Eriks for the tag titles. Daniel. So I'm going to probably make myself watch that, but man, I'm be gritting my teeth. They're holding a stress ball or something because I know that re- <laughs> to get to that is going to be fucking atrocious. Daniel says this in the live chat. Chris is like, screw it. At this point, I'll take a condemned bodega instead of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also says, I guarantee you if WWE somehow gets Fatu, they're going to make him Umaga 2.0. That's kind of what he based his character on. Yeah. Umanga. You <laughs> manga. Which is odd that he mentions that because this week's episode of uh, Grill and JR, they talk about the Umaga's oh career in WWE. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then fucking Omega and, and Moxley. Moxley. That, yeah, there's a lot of fucking TV to watch. It's a lot. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. I tried watching NXT. I tried, I, I didn't have enough time to watch NXT tonight because I wanted to see. Because they NXT did the overrun. And so when I clicked to NXT, they showed Io Shirai on the ladder. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 All right. What's <sighs> next then, Chris? You got a, your list full of notes? Yep. You got we kind of touched it. We touched on it earlier. Okay. You think the Undertaker retirement is going to stick? And no, no, nothing negative towards the Undertaker himself, but do you really think that this retirement will stick? At this point, I don't believe Undertaker will ever retire. I don't. I I go. We go back to the whole argument of the last match. Like, if he's going to rate him, rank himself, or rate himself. For the last match, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you, you. Technically, his last match was what the Boneyard match, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was pretty good, but it was a whole different perspective of being in the ring and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm and just like he says, I'm old school. I'm pretty sure he wanted to end his career inside of a ring. So I still in think front of nobody. As much as it pains me, yeah, <laughs> still in the ring, but. I do. As soon as they get fans, he's gonna have that one last match. I already see it. Mm. Do you blame him? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Arnold. Do you blame? I don't. Because I because in the last what? I'm just free balling here. Ten years. Has the Undertaker ever been more mainstream popular? ESPN, Vanity Fair, People Magazine, mm-hmm. Hot Ones. Like, yeah. he's finally reaping the rewards of fucking 30 years of work. Yeah. And now that his rewards is 30 years, is like starting to almost eclipse whatever popularity he had at his peak. Wouldn't you want to bring him back with that kind of popularity for at least something? One last match. Uh, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, I can see why WWE will do it. I can see why he wants to do it. But I, I, as a wrestling fan, not as a mainstream media pop culture fan, I, as a wrestling fan, I don't really want to see it. As a wrestling fan. As a wrestling Cause you, fan. Because it's, it's been noted. 
Yeah. You despise The Undertaker. I don't despise The Undertaker. I just don't <laughs> like how they've been using him and how he's been using himself. You know, like, like it, it used to be my excuse was, well, that's how Vince booked him. But like all these fucking documentaries that are now coming out, it was his own fucking maniacalness where it's like, I have to be the best. I have to come back. I have to put on more. It's like, okay, it really is on Mark. Uh, like, damn. All right. Well, Was dude, it on Mark to go to Saudi? You don't have to do this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, and I think that's, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. I don't know if I would be a huge fan of going to take a wrestle again. Or maybe just come back on a, on an anniversary episode of Raw or SmackDown in character in front of an audience to have the promo to soak up the moment. Like I don't think you soaked up the moment and surrounded by LEDs and pyro. But um, I lost faith of everyone's retirements, not from Rick, because yeah. Rick didn't want to retire, right? And it he was he was he was, he was he was he was itching to come back. Yeah, it was Sean's. Because Sean had done such a good job of staying retired after The Undertaker beat him. Yeah. And then the first opportunity that was given to him to go to Saudi to make money and reunite DX, that motherfucker cashed that check, didn't he? He did. <laughs> so I can't believe anyone's retirement unless, God forbid, morbidly, and I hate to say this. You know what? Until they're dead. Because otherwise, Maybe. if you're still... If you, They'll still have you fucking front row ringside. Hey, look who made it to the show tonight. It's Undertaker and his kids. And Undertaker's like... Argh. Undertaker at Bernie's. Um, Daniel says this. Uh, Abel's looking at it like how I look at Terry Funk. Oh. Man's got a great body oh. of work, but at a certain point, it just gets sad. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Again, I, I, I go back to what all this. What have got Funk? I go back to all this the same way how I feel about Jordan. And I know this isn't wrestling, but Jordan – Won all these fucking championships, greatest of all time. You you could debate between him and Kobe and LeBron, but Jordan, you could say it's is, Jordan. Is, is but then Kobe. he went to Washington. Yeah, and then he sucked so much, pinche puto balls. Damn. And then he bought the Bobcats. God damn. Yeah. Like <laughs> damn, dude. Like like. So Costanza, you got to Costanza it. End on a high note. That's it. End on a high note. Walk out the fucking room. We allowed him to make one mistake, and that was him joining the White Sox. Oh, oh after that, he's like, no. That's Chicago's problem. <laughs> yeah. No one knew about that yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, speaking shit. of shit, have, have the Undertaker finish off with the Fiend. Have the Fiend do a psychological breakdown of Taker's career like he did John Cena. <laughs> Just when the in. Undertaker left and the graphic popped up and he kept walking and the graph went away and he kept walking, I was like, oh, is the feedback going to come? And then when that show went dark, I was so pissed because <laughs> they brought out all these fucking legends. And then as soon as Kane, as soon as Kane came out, all the legends realized COVID was a thing and they all stayed the fuck away from Kane for some reason. And then after they played that badass Metallica package with him, then Vince McMahon came and he must have like went Thanos because everyone else was gone. <laughs> Not even dust. They were all like, poof, hey, bitch. Hey, who, who ripped Kane? Uh, I know. <laughs> Kane was the only one out there in gear. Kane was like, what? Not just in gear. He was in the ring and he pulled up his elbow pads like he was going to beat up all the old timers. I was like, go for Kevin. Go for Kevin. As soon as he takes one step, he got him where you want him. Take out Pat Patterson. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> so, 
So do we wait until the do we wait until the dirt is dry before we mention all the sexual allegations from Patterson? Or are we supposed to ignore that because he just called a couple days? No, we're supposed to ignore it. We're, we're supposed to ignore it. We're supposed yeah. to ignore it. What is the statute? Can we talk about this on our end of the year? I mean, maybe sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So for now, rest in peace, Pat Patterson. Yeah, for now, he was a good. He, he was he was a fine man. He was just fine fine people. He the banana story. <laughs> Undertaker goes to Saudi one more time. Oh, shit. Russell's out in the desert. Disappears. Every graphic comes up saying that he gave his life for jihad. He's got 72, 72 virgins jobbing for him in heaven. What the fuck is wrong with you, Daniel? What the fuck is wrong with you, Daniel? We didn't have a co-host. No, we- so we'll never get to know if Patterson will get his redemption for all that shit they blamed him for back in the day. Mm-hmm. But there's one guy that got some redemption. Who? Alberto El Patron. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the this. fucking chick went on social media and said all the things were a lie. God dang. I'd be back in jail for killing that girl. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. So was she lying when she said it was all a lie? That's the thing. I never watched Inception. I don't know how this game works. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the only thing for me with that is that Paige even came out and kind of went into a little detour about the relationship she had with him. Yeah. And all because it didn't like the girl talk kind of episode with all the it was a uh, Mickey Mickey James uh, Victoria um, Paige and. Uh, Forgot who was the fourth one, uh, Molly Holly, and they all talked about they went into a little bit of abusive relationships, and she went into somewhat of a detail of what happened. So I was like, which, uh, which she you mentioned page. Uh, page, 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 page with the whole thing with all with that. Del okay. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, okay. So for me, it's like, all right. If anything, Patron might go after her for what's it called um, defamation. Yes. How do I know that word? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to open up all the libel laws. So that's no, <laughs> slander if it's spoken. <laughs> Print it's libel. <laughs> I watched Spider Man. I'll <laughs> get you, Spider Man! <laughs> Shotzi, Eo, Rhea, <laughs> Ember Moon against Candace. Dakota Kai, Candice, um, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm. Yeah. War games. Anticipation level. Eight. Because I want to see <laughs> – I really want to see um, – Ripley and Gonzalez just throw everybody inside the judges. No, yeah, that's gonna be <laughs> start with those two. <laughs> just give them five minutes alone between both of those yeah. stages. Yes, but overall, it's yeah, great talent there. It's like, come on, yeah. Give me a number. I would have been at a six. Oh lord! Until the backstage package where Shotzi's. Working on the shop, and then he got Ember, oh, and then just like oh, pulled up the. Curtain. I thought he meant the backstage package, like watching Tony Storm in jeans. I was like, "That's a backstage package." Yeah, and mm. they're like, "Oh wow, yeah, this this we put this in the thing," and like, 
all three of them they kind of had the same aesthetic going and it was kind of cool and it was like okay maybe now i'm not at a six maybe i'm at like a seven and then uh the match itself uh, at the end of the night between gonzalez and shotzi fought they beat the shit out of each other that match was great uh maybe now i'm at a seven throwing yo okay i'm at an eight i'm i'm pretty pretty erect for this match man <laughs> yeah and you know what let the baby faces win it I want to see Shotzi's new tank. <laughs> yeah. You're at a 10? Oh, shit. 10. Well, one thing that you guys might not have noticed. Mm-hmm. I i don't think I recall watching the uh, the War Games match in WCW where it was three teams of three and whoever got the pinfall got a fucking title shot. It was weird, stupid rules. Yeah. But if y'all correct me if I'm wrong, in War Games history – the baby faces have never had the advantage. The heels have always had the advantage. Yeah. After last year, where one of the heel, well, one of the face uh, teams turned on the other face team, and it was four on two. The fact that we have that little wrinkle that the faces are in control, there's something's going to happen. Yeah. That they're not going to have that control. So, and yeah. we've already seen Tony turn to the dark side. So I don't know what the so I'm like the fact that there's a lot of new ingredients to this. And that they're girls. I love that they're actually – there's oh – God, this is the second year in a row where the women could have done enough – that the women have built up well enough that they could have made an event at the pay-per-view, but the guy's shit's just as good, if not better, depending who he has. Yeah, I'm at a 10 for this match. It's not four versus four. It's four versus four and a half. Tank? The one with the broken neck. Indy Hartwell? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, she she's gonna stick her nose in there somewhere. She's gonna stick her broken neck in there somewhere. <laughs> Why don't you bring somebody else's broken? Um, Shining wizard. Oh, Tegan, Tegan Knox. Man, she's at Kevin Nash levels. I wouldn't even breathe on her. She's almost at Rey Mysterio <laughs> levels. I was, I was just thinking, uh, finish the story from last year. She was the one that got turned on. Hmm. Uh, but see, Daniel's saying that somebody's going to get taken out and replaced by Tegan Knox. No, I wouldn't. I would not put Tegan Knox anywhere near a wrestling ring. I'm sorry, she's Rey Mysterio. She's done for her health. Don't. Okay. I wouldn't. Yeah. Every time I would watch her wrestle, it would be like I'd have cringe moments almost. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I wouldn't do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who you got win? I said the faces. Same. Faces. Faces won last year. Okay, so? So I'm going to swerve y'all. Y'all can't the, be happy all the time? I got the faces winning. Okay. I got the faces winning. I've got the heels winning the men's team. Oh! Hey. Undisputed era against the kings of NXT. Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Team 1-2, Lorcan and Birch. Where you at? Nine. 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 Um, explain the nine. Uh, well, I'll explain why I'm not at a ten. Um, why the fuck is Pete done so goddamn orange? <laughs> he's more orange than Trump. <laughs> what the fuck happened to this dude? He's probably like winning this serious bet backstage that he can like cosplay as an Oompa Loompa as long as he can. <laughs> Jaundice? Is it Jaundice? What is wrong? What is with this guy? Is he fixing to die? 
Oh man, he has all the orange. He has the best <laughs> orange. He's got the blood orange. He's got the red orange. Yeah, he's, he's got so dog. There's <laughs> been too much goodwill. Too much. Oh, look at the undisputed era. Too much. Oh, let's put together a video package of this great team that's been around forever. Oh my God, we so love them. They've oh, been heels this yeah. entire time, guys. They've been heels. Glad we're fucking waxing poetic about their career. Get the fuck out of here. No. The new Undisputed Era is winning this. The fucking McAfee crew. <laughs> Los Reyes de puto, whatever they call them, you know? I got it at 9-2. And I get, I think this might be their curtain call for me. Undisputed Era's for yeah. curtain call. I agree, too. Yeah. What What else after them do they have? Because, honestly, if you're looking at the whole NXT landscape right now, even from last night's show... You got you. You actually had two NXT UK tag teams show up in NXT and actually have a match in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If anything, you know the rightful people should have been, you know, two members of of the Undisputed Era to hold down the whole NXT uh, the tag team division there. But honestly, if they're all caught up with the whole War Games, I really see them moving up to like the main roster already. Yeah, as much as it fucking pains me, but yeah, it's as a whole up. unit, they're not gonna break them all up. I don't. They're breaking them all up. Throw them on two hundred five and main event. Fuck them. They're not. They're they're already. They're as good as dead. I have no confidence at all that anyone from here on out from NXT that shows up on the main roster is gonna is gonna be treated to the to a point that we're gonna continue to watch want to watch them. Keith, <laughs> no. So, so so he beats Already. so he beats Randy Orton in his debut pay-per-view match in 7 minutes. Mm-hmm. 7 minutes. He has a WWE Championship match on Raw 3 weeks later against Drew McIntyre. What has he done since? Rewind from last week's episode. We're going to put Undisputed Era on the main roster and do what? You brought back serial woman hater Lars Sullivan for a cup of coffee. And now you don't have nothing for him. True. <laughs> so what is why? Like they're they're stuck in this weird position because right now, and I don't want to say this negatively. I'm still watching NXT, not as religious as I used to. The people that are there feel like they should move on, but they won't be moving on to greener pastures. Like, not in a negative way. I'm kind of tired of Champa. I'm kind of tired of Gargano. Oh. I'm kind of tired of Finn. As much as I love the Undisputed Era, you mentioned it. What is there left for them to do? Are we going to maybe like divide them because Kylo's starting to get a lot of the respect or a lot of the shine and Adam Cole isn't? You know, but, but, but what are you going to do with Undisputed Era after this? What's next for them? But do you, you want to see them on Raw? Four guys that aren't even six feet tall? Against who? You want Braun Strowman to kill them all? Well, if you they, want Big Big Show to sit on them all? It, well, if they all sit on each other's shoulders, a superhuman, <laughs> wear, wear a fucking trench coat. They all do their little Power Rangers <laughs> things and they combine it to one fucking Voltron. Pterodactyl. Yeah. Out of all of them, you picked that one. <laughs> That's Bobby Fish because he's all pretty. <laughs> 
Did you just say Bobby Fish is pretty? He's all pretty. He does his hair. And he's all quiet. He's got the and little, shit. Uh, Everyone else is all down yeah. and dirty and ugly. Yeah. You know, but yeah. not nah, not Bobby. Bobby's like we know who his hall pass is. <laughs> Actually, my pick is Kylo. Because <laughs> I want, I want to feel it. I want, I want to dislocate some bones. Uh, and I, I know Kylo can do it. You want him to strum you like an air guitar? Strum it be so Strum me softly, brother. Porsche says UE versus Hurt Business could happen. Fuck COVID. You know what we should have had at War Games? What? The fucking rematch. Undisputed Era against fucking Imperium. Oh. Yeah. With all four of them, Wolf could have lasted six minutes and then hurt himself again in a War Games match. <laughs> or hurt himself again. Goddamn. I'm at a t- I'm at a 10 for the- this guy's match, too. With all that shit I just gave, I'm still at a 10 because it's Undisputed Era. And McAfee is legit. As much as I as much as I like Pete Dunne's resume in WWE so far, it's weird that I'm saying this, but McAfee's bringing everyone in his team up. Yes, every yes. fucking one in his team up. I will join you at that ten. I'll be at and a nine. For me, Pat McAfee. I want to see. I already saw him what he did in a regular ring, just as a one. Start McAfee and Cole in there. Yes. Yeah. I, What's keeping you from busting that nut? I told you. It's fucking Oompa Loompa. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> The only thing that weirds me out from him is like I got so used to seeing a, a beer gut or something on him. Yeah. And then when I see him on buff, I'm like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, all joking aside, I, I don't know if I'm at a, a, a nine because I don't know. There's just something that's keeping me from attending it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I've seen Undisputed Era in so many uh, War Games matches and, and, and like, I got a, I got a, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I got that's a question for you. Yeah. Is Undisputed Era, the team itself, a gimmick that needs the audience reaction that might be keeping you no, from going forward? No, no. I, I think it's just uh, an uncertainty about and do what with the Undisputed <laughs> Era. You know, I, I think I think that's where I'm at. That tombstone. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I like the Undisputed Era. Um, I like the the other team. I fucking love McAfee, and you're right. McAfee is elevating all the others. The the others they could fucking go and wrestle in the ring. McAfee is the dude that they needed to be the mouthpiece, and I think he's the best best mouthpiece that NXT maybe has ever had, ever, ever, ever had, ever, ever. Wow. Like like I think if you get him and MJF in a fucking duel, holy Ooh. shit! If you get him and maybe. The- in fucking duel. Oh, oh goddamn! Wake up! He's sleeping <laughs> behind the wheel. Damn! Like McAfee's really good on the mic. So I I have to respect McAfee because he uh he had they they aired a promo clip um McAfee on the show and he's like I I I hated the the opportunity of being called an outsider because of so many people that came before me from the sport of sport, from the world of sports. And I feel like with Adam Cole, I dropped the mic so that I set the bar for everyone else. And he alluded to Shaq 
Not I'm saying it by name, but alluding that. I'm, I want to. I want to see somebody else from outside of pro wrestling try to beat uh, what I, lay out what I but did. That, what I what happened with Shaq? That's still marinating. Yes. That's still marinating. You're Are good. you sure? That's, yeah. they, they only have four pay per views a year, bro. You're good. Okay. All right. If sidebar, if there's some kind of normalcy and everybody shoots up this fucking vaccine. Double or nothing in Vegas is happening in, in Memorial Day in 2021, and that's when you get Shaq. Oh, okay. At the MGM Grand in okay. front of an audience and with a pay-per-view. Okay. Yeah. But coming back to Undisputed Era and McAfee, they're at the point right now that McAfee's team needs to win. Undisputed Era can go on they, with a loss. They do. Yeah. They go on with a loss. I think the only the – only, not so much a nit to pick, but I'm just kind of – and I don't even think disappointment is the right word either, but I'm I'm curious how the team would have been instead of Pun, they would have stuck with Rich Holland. Because Rich Holland mm, yeah. with Team One Two and McAfee, I think they would have been I think they, you know? they would have been a lot more credible. And again, I love Dunn. He's a big deal, longest UK champ. But with Rich Holland, that would have been a nice little X factor there. Portia had an interesting uh theory about that that she was talking about last night when we were watching the show. She, she thinks that maybe this year it was supposed to be five-on-five five war games with Rich, Rich Holland and then Finn on the other side. Finn with the mm. Undisputed Era. That, that would have been nice, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who you got winning? I got McAfee winning. Yep. Yeah. He's got all the momentum behind him. You shuddered when I said that I was tired of Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Champa versus Thatcher one on one. Uh, nine. Nine. <laughs> you surprised him. Yeah, nine. Yeah. What's keeping you from the ten? Uh, the missing tooth on Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> You're nitpicking like, the, the acne. No. I know. I know. No. Uh, um, something against people with missing teeth. Yeah, I guess so. Hi, you and you know, Randy had a tooth pulled this week. Well, like Monday. Yeah. No, no, it was last week. It was like Friday. Something like that. Yeah, so now you got something against Andy? I guess so. <laughs> Ching out, man. Um, you want to join the club, motherfucker? Just thinking, <laughs> just thinking about Benoit up there. Yeah, we'll just have flashbacks. Oh, my God. Oh, God. No. I'm sleeping at my mom's house. No, um. It's uh, it's it's not uh, Arnold. Your opinion doesn't count in the messenger page because you're not here. Yeah, only don't to choke count. on a McRib. It, so <laughs> it only counts in the live chat, Arnold. What did he say? What did he say? I, I'm just curious now. Um, no, I, I like Thatcher. I really like what they've been doing with his gimmick, where he's trying to teach the kid, and uh, you know, it was a lesson, and all, I, I love it all. Um, I, I'm just not 100 hyped on. Everything that's there. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm being generous with the nine on that. I, and I think the reason why I'm at a nine instead of like an eight or a seven is because I think the match is going to be badass. And I really love Ciampa. I haven't grown grown low of Ciampa. His yet. promos in the last couple of weeks talking like the next generation of wrestlers that are coming in the PC, they've, they've been really getting my yeah. attention. So I, I don't think this is a why aren't you at a 10. I, I think this is more like how would you end up at the nine? How did I end up at the nine? And I think the how I ended up at the nine is – the, the teaching sessions of, of Thatcher and fuck goddamn Ciampa is so brilliant. And I like, I like aesthetically when I see Ciampa and Thatcher standing next to each other, they look so similar. And I'm like, yes, they're could, so different style yeah. wise. And I bet these two could put on a really good match. I'm intrigued. I like it. How about you, Hector? Seven. 
Seven. Yeah. Why are you so low compared to Abel's nine? Uh, honestly, when I was watching all of this unfold, I thought it was I was gonna end up seeing like Champa with um, Kushida. Okay. Mm. Because he was that third member within that whole kind of mm-hmm. argument. Then when I went to when I saw Thatcher and then I saw this last segment, the segment from last night, I was like, okay, I get where they're going, but it's like. I actually want to see Kushida and, and oh, that would have been good too. You know? Okay. But yeah. You? I don't know how I got here, but I'm at an eight. Okay. Um Champa's Champa. Um I might be getting I might be getting a little weary of Champa because I don't feel like I feel like he could still give a little more in the main card. And he never got back Goldie the way he said he was gonna. Yeah. And he just forgot about it. The momentum. Yeah. And I think Thatcher's story is missing something for him to balance out to the level. I feel like Ciampa's reaching too far down to bring Thatcher up as opposed to Thatcher having the little something to keep up. Like there's something missing in that, in that catch, that Thatcher's Thatch can stuff. I like it. I like it a lot. I like his presentation. Maybe he, a couple of losses that maybe hurt his shine a little. He lost to Kushida clean, even though mm. fucking Chapa was out there in the ring. Okay. And then the whole shit where the, his student almost like got the best of him. I think that was too soon for that. I think that would have benefited Thatcher and the student had Thatcher already beaten Chapa and established himself as somebody that you don't want to fuck with. Because I think it's been, it's been too far since... Since the cage match that's on our Master of the Year list with Matt Riddle, it's been too far. He hasn't had anything that to continue that momentum that he had after he beat Riddle in that cage match. Mm-hmm. I think he lost a lot of that. So, okay, I'm, I still want to see it. I'm at an eight. Champ, as much as I want to see the both War Games matches, and that's weird that I'm saying this, that has the possibility to steal the fucking show. Yeah, who you got winning? I want to say Thatcher. Okay, I want to say Thatcher. Maybe another. Maybe Champa gets the rematch at an NXT episode somewhere. But I get Thatcher the first one. Yeah. What about you? Same thing, Thatcher. Ah, uh, I think I got Champa winning. I don't think Champa could take another loss like that. I think Thatcher can because he's a heel. And wow. Champa's destruction by fucking carrying cross is what dropped my my thing on Champa a little bit too. It might have. It might not have dropped so far if Cross was still wrestling and still. Man, that's his so fucking sad, man. Because I think they really had lightning in a bottle with fucking uh, carrying Cross, but they oh, dropped the bottle. Need, no, you need to go a few steps back. I think they had lightning in a bottle with Keith Lee. Oh, they, they did. Could, they could have kept Keith Lee they for did. at least a year where he was at with either or both the titles. But now nah, Vinnie Mac was like, "Ooh, big black mm-hmm. guy. I want him. So let me do nothing, and he's doing nothing." Daniel says Thatcher loses <laughs> and challenges Champa to a match <laughs> in the pit fight. I want to see that. All right. Uh, that would catch my attention. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one more. Loomis against uh, Cameron Grimes. Strap <laughs> match. Hector. <laughs> Give me a number. I got it at an eight. All right. For me, I just see it as entertaining freaking. Uh, <laughs> oh. <my God. laughs> Uh, it, it's great kind of like two different characters kind of thing uh, it's a good combination for them especially with the introduction of the strap match and the way who was it um, 
Loomis brought it in. Yeah, he so, had it in a sack, and he yeah. and he just like emptied it out, and Cameron was like, <laughs> and then yesterday's episode, uh, mm-hmm. Grimes brought it up. Yeah. So it was funny because he kind of he beat uh, I forgot his name, put the strap on him and started whipping him, and as soon as he turned around and he started doing like a cutting like a promo, he turned around and Loomis was attached to it. It's so nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, no, oh, he's doing I his like little it. crawl. I like yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was. So I was like, all right, I got it. Yeah. I, I think pure entertainment factor. I'm at an eight also. Uh, I don't know who wins and I don't care who wins. I think I'm going to be entertained either way. And what's interesting about the, the these two guys is that I feel like I'm going to be entertained and I think I'm going to laugh, but I don't think it's going to be just like, goofy silly haha and that's it i i think they're they have an interesting balance especially cameron has an interesting balance between being silly and funny and still being serious and threatening as a wrestler yeah uh and loomis too loomis has got that creep factor that kind of is like holy fuck you're creeped out but it also is kind of funny kind of entertaining and i I think i know what i'm getting with loomis because of samuel shaw and i like it um so and these two together i, I don't know something about it's going to be entertaining it's going to be fun um yeah in the beginning it was throwing me off because these two things shouldn't go together but fuck it does and then like the reason i'm going above y'all i'm giving this a nine okay the added layer of why does Re- william regal hate me so much <laughs> You got like at some like at some point there's there's heels that didn't choose to be heels they're just put in that position and after a while they redeem themselves enough that you feel for them and I'm starting to feel for Cameron Grimes like he got in the fucking van with goddamn Bad Street USA he went in the fucking horror match he got tombstone by he got murdered by all the zombies and they're still going at it and. William Regal's like, oh, you're not dead yet? Let me put you in this fucking match, in the strap match. Player. You know, oh man, the KO show is a highlight of the whole two weeks. For like five, for like six minutes, I forgot COVID existed. Um, <laughs> but the fact that, like, like Grimes, like, you almost start to feel for him. There, I, there's two ways I see it going. Either because Grimes is crazy, he wants to go to the moon. So either, either either they're crazy like his crazy matches his crazy and they become crazy together or grimes gets driven nuts to the point that he actually starts attacking regal because regal's the one that put him in there and we and we get another uh, situation of another old timer that to check shake the rust off curtain jerk a match the next takeover have loomis have fucking cameron grimes yeah. against regal or whatever, just because Cameron Grimes is like, nah, now nah, the moon's fucking not made of cheese. The moon sucks, <laughs> and now you put me here, and I, all that shit. But well, I'm glad that you kind of bring this up about Cameron because there is something interesting about him in the sense that he's not a heel because he's clever and he could cheat, and that that's what he does to get ahead. He he's a heel because he cheats because he's faking it till he makes it and he doesn't think that he's that good and he's not that great of a wrestler and and like he does things kind of sneakily but he's not very adept at it so if you have like a sliding scale right of like 
heel who's really good at being heel and and you have like you go baby face because you're Eddie Guerrero and you're so good at being a heel that it's like oh fuck he's awesome at cheating and then you have the sliding scale where you're not that good at cheating but you're not that good at anything else so you're just a heel just because you're a heel eventually you're gonna become a baby face because people feel sorry for you and they realize this guy's a heel not because he's evil he's heel because he's an idiot <laughs> and he is adorable at being an idiot yeah. and like in the middle you have the Miz right the Miz is like a heel just because he's a heel because he's both because you look at him and you want to hit him you want to hit him right but back like, his wife Cameron, and then hit him again yes but Cameron's on this side where we're starting to realize he's moving away from Miz territory. He's going into more of the. I don't want to. This say guy's phony. a fucking foon. That, that's why he's a heel. Yeah. That's why he oh, has to cheat because he's not that good. Either. Like yeah. Foley almost. Foley almost. Yeah. Because yeah. during that time he was the sucker for Vince, and Vince gave him the hardcore title. And Foley's like, "Oh, I'm in a part of the corporation. I have the tie, and nobody fucking likes me." Yeah. And they give me yeah. a belt that's fucking half broken. Yeah. And then three months later, he's the fucking champion. Yeah. Because you feel for him, but being in these situations that he did. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. that grimy. Yeah. Yeah. Are you getting the same thing? Are you going on a field trip with Leon Ruff's story? Yes. God damn it. I love Leon Ruff. Defend yourself. He is the antithesis of Cameron Grimes right now. He is a baby face who's not that good at wrestling or he's at least not supposed to be, but he's getting away with it because, you know what, maybe he actually is that athletic and people aren't giving him the credit because he's just a little, <laughs> you know? And it's like, oh, shit, he could actually do stuff. All he needed was a break, a chance, somebody like Punishment Martinez to, like, intervene Damian to give him yes whatever it's a pendejo <laughs> to intervene to give him a shot to, to actually say oh shit i can't do this oh shit i can be the champ all right fine now that i got it handed to me i'm gonna run with it i couldn't get the ball nobody would pass me the fucking ball and i couldn't reach up high enough to get the this ball tackle the man with the ball but he, the ball just like went boop. yeah it's like okay here, <laughs> here's the ball now, show me what you can Sonic. do. Yeah. yeah, that's what happened. He got handed the ball when he shouldn't have been handed it. But now it's like, holy fuck, Trenton Holiday in two fucking preseason games just <laughs> went from one end of the football field to the other. That's amazing. But you know what? The Texans didn't fucking sign him. He went to, what was it, the fucking Broncos and did it again in the regular season. <laughs> and then the only guy we got we're keeping got six games for PED. Yeah, pendejo. Yeah. <laughs> da -da -da, da -da -da. <laughs> are you there with leon ruff yes it's for me it's kind of entertaining but i'm also getting uh, it might be a, a downer kind of thing but uh oh i'm kind of getting do i need to get a razor blade ready no okay <laughs> well i don't know <laughs> oh shit tiny violin <laughs> yeah Start i'm getting that that uh ellsworth kind of thing for him, it's like the, ooh, the pity, ooh, the pity kind of thing. What? Ooh. What I'm getting? I'm getting the whole story, you know. Okay. Feel feel sad for you or something? It's like, oh, yeah. he was born without a chin. <laughs> yeah, but he's a way better wrestler than Ellsworth. Oh, of course. I love that but... <laughs> that that Irish whip to the corner, but he counters by jumping on one rope, jumping on the other, sliding back through the legs so that he can hit him. You, you I fucking you, love that. You you uh you hit on something. Ellsworth, damn, that's cold, bro. No, that's what no. Daniel says. I think he hit on something because okay. there's a reason why it's falling a little flat for me. Okay, why? 
it's too much. And here's what I mean. It'd be cool if you've only got that one guy giving you the funny ha-has. But right now, we have Cameron Grimes, Leon Ruff, and Drake Maverick. Mm -hmm. So there's three guys playing that same role in different shows. Well, because Drake's in the team, and then Cameron's with the boss, and, and, and Leon Ruff's like playing with the big kids. But it's three different sides of the same room. It's like I'm already seeing this character, and there's and there's this character, this character trope is in half of the segments of the show because one segment it's the girls, the next is one comedy, the next is the guys, and that's another comedy, then it's another girls, then it's another comedy, then it's the main event. So it feels like they can't stand out because the three of them are there at the same fucking time. If you like downplay one of them like every other week one or one week the other and then or two at one time and give one a break then maybe the the things would be landing better that, that's just me though i still like it but i don't love it it's i love cameron it's i love drake maverick leon ruff he's, he's chris, chris wrong <laughs> <laughs> um, um Whenever you go to when you go to a comedy show, it's not just one comic that gets up there and, and fucking does a performance. You got like you know, sometimes two, sometimes three, hell, even sometimes four comics that go oh, up in front. Wow. Okay, okay, so you can have did more I, than did one. I did I did I more than one is, funny. is like Raw or SmackDown or NXT on Comedy Central? No, is it? But right, it's, I, so I don't want to make sure. It's I'll three sure. fucking hours. NXT is two hours. Well, okay, let's see. <laughs> it was better at one hour. Though. Yeah, that's true. All right. <laughs> Ruff, Priest, Gargano, Triple Threat, North American title. Give me a number. Six. All that that we were talking about. You just jacked off Leon Ruff for like five minutes. You're giving it a six? I sure did. I'll tell you who I didn't jack off. Feature Damian Priest. Oh! <laughs> give me punishment, Martinez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so... The one thing about this Poor whole Randy. angle, the one thing about this whole angle is that um, what I don't like is how Damian Priest is like, yeah, this guy's cool. He's my little buddy. He's this and that. I He's don't the catalyst for keeping the belt on Leon. Yeah, and I don't feel like there's enough tension to warrant there to be a triple threat between those two, and if. They do. If Damian Priest does throw it out the window and starts fighting with Leon Ruff, then it doesn't make sense of what's been happening the last three or four weeks. If he just kind of says, "Okay, well, I'm just going to fight this guy and let Leon do his own thing," then that's going to like make the North American champ look worse. You know, but you're so, looking at the wrong side of the coin because Damian does nothing to do with the triple threat match. Leon, being hubris, oh, was like, oh. you know what? I might be able to beat both y'all motherfuckers. So it's on your boy. Yeah, not okay. on, not on priest. And Gargano's just like, mm. and <laughs> unlike Champa, I may agree with you a little bit that I'm growing a little low on of Gargano. the Gargano way and the Gargano yeah. heel turn and the the everything like that. I I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because I'm from Houston and anything that even has a sniff of fucking Patriots, feature the Gargano way. I didn't see what you're doing, you know, the Patriot way. <laughs> Fuck you. So, yeah, 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 just a little whiff of that. I'm already like, oh, okay, yeah, wait. Oh, we are in a red state. Yeah, well. <laughs> Where are you so, I don't know. Already, uh, seven? Ten? For me? Okay. I got entertaining, but I even got uh, Leon retaining. Mm -hmm. 
just because of shenanigans. You know what? I I'm I don't know if I'm ready to give it a number, but I do have Leon retaining. And you know what can make me love Leon? Like I love Drake and how I love mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. uh Cameron. Yeah. Is if they push on the reality a little more. Because if you guys don't know this, and you people at home don't know this. Oh, the ref. He's engaged to a female referee that's in NXT. And if if she's the referee. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we've ever seen that before. Yeah. Oh. And then have her fuck with both of them by, like, costing both of them their singles matches later on. Keep <laughs> keep that stupid mixed. Keep it going. And she'd be like, I'm gonna keep my, my husband paid. <laughs> yeah. If oh, he's winning, shit. I'm winning. Yeah. 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 And that has, that is new. Yeah. That has never that been an be actual relationship really between yeah. a wrestler and a referee. I mean, you kind of had that with nature, little nature. But... <laughs> Uh, Daniel says, uh, what happened to the dark and sinister punishment Martinez cutting evil as hell promos that we all knew and loved? That's that when he was still a tweener or a heel almost, but ever since he won that title, he's been a pure babyface. And I don't think I dig a babyface punishment Martinez. I I don't think I dig it. I don't think he can pull it off. He's a natural asshole. Like, I want people to punch him in the face. You're almost there. I don't – right now, I don't see Martinez (laughs) – I don't see Damian Priest. <laughs> I, I don't see him as a heel or a face. Right now, he is what WWE needs badly on their rosters, which is he is or he comes across as himself. And that's what. So a douche. Doesn't matter. Okay. But he comes across like that's who he is. The, his interactions with Ruff, basically his whole tenure after after he won the North American title, he was actually less of a character and more of just him as himself. There he comes across that way, like natural, and that's what I'm noticing right now. That's the only that's the other thing besides my almost love for Leon Ruff that's keeping me in this story because I'm like I'm like done with Gargano completely. But Priest as himself, just like. Pushing things around and tra- making things happen, I'm I'm digging that a lot. And I got or rough holding it, and I hope the, his wife, his fiance, refs that match. God, I would love if that happened. I don't think it's gonna. And I hope the the commentators don't even mention it until after the match, where they they kiss and, and they're, they're like, away "Wait a second, hand. yeah, <laughs> yeah." I, I think that would be. I, amazing. I hate to say this. That'd be nice. Keep that shit going and maybe even make it work on the main roster. Vince is all over that kind of shit. Couples, you know? Yeah. He could make that work. He made Ellsworth work. And you saw Ellsworth and he was by himself. There's a lot of stuff he made not work, though. Well, that too. Who do you got winning? (laughs) I got Ruff. Anybody but Gargano. (laughs) I could see them giving it to Gargano, though. No. I don't know. I think Gargano will win. I don't want him to win, but I think he'll win. I, I got a feeling Ruff's going to lose the title to somebody like Austin Theory. Okay. Or some, like, not expected guy. They, like, bring him into the next group. Like, Theory, Gargano, and Priest. What's the other one? Ruff. The, the guy that won a match last night, and he cut a promo saying, I take three steps back, I'm at one step forward. Um, um, Bronson Reed? No, yeah. no, no. Little guy. Pretty guy. Um, He's gay. He's uh, openly gay. Jake Atlas. Yes. Atlas. Yeah. 
Maybe I don't know how my brain triggered when you said that, <laughs> but yeah, Jake Atlas. Yeah. 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 Okay. Five matches again, quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Where are you at for the whole show? Uh, eight and a half. Eight. About eight. Seeing I haven't watched a lot of NXT television, I'm, the, the, the card on paper same, itself is still looking good. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that, that kind of intrigues me more is the war game setting. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see McAfee just jump around. And get the <laughs> yeah. shit beat out of. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see whether or not they're going to use the war games gimmick to hide McAfee's maybe greenness if, if he's green. I mean, he had a great match with Adam Cole, but how much of that was Cole, right? Uh, in a war games match, you can either completely shine by doing a bunch of crazy shit, or you could kind of blend into the background and, and accentuate your positives and hide your negatives. So I, I'm really or you end up like Alexander Wolf. Yeah, and just get fucked up. <laughs> like honestly, um, how many times has the NXT Championship been defended in a war games takeover? Uh. Takeover? I don't think. Uh, oh, there's been. This will be the fourth one. Is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, Andrade beat Drew the first time. Uh, the second one, I think Adam Cole was champion and he was in the War Games match. The third one last year, uh, oh, I shit. forgot because it was in Chicago. I think it was still Cole. It was still Cole. It was yeah. still Cole as champion, and that in was the War Games. Uh, that was okay. Yeah, he was in there because surprisingly, no NXT championship there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, the North American title. No, like, like the, oh, the, the main, main, title. main one. Oh, yeah. the main one. Yeah. Even at that, the women's too. But yeah. you still gonna watch? That is true. It still doesn't make <laughs> me enough to watch it. Yeah. Live. <sighs> Always catch the reruns. Before we go, one more. One more what? One more bit of news. Oh. Did any of you ever watch G4? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Your favorite show from G4. Attack of the show. Oh. <laughs> I mean, what was the other one? Not Attack of the show. The one X-Play. that was more X-Play. Yeah, that was good too. And I, I used to watch X-Play, Attack of the show, and Cheat. Cheat. <laughs> so there were two shows that I notoriously watched on G4. Mostly because they played it a fucking lot. Cops. No, that was towards <laughs> the end. Ninja Warrior, oh, the Japanese yeah. Ninja Warrior, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the spinoff, the Incredible Bansuke, or they, or they did all that shit indoors. Um, well, I take it back. There's other shows. Uh, fucking Code Monkeys, the oh, animated show, the, the video game programmers. Um, Ryan Dunn from Jackass, and I think it was Olivia Munn. They had a. Sh- I forget the name of the title of the show, but they like they tried to reenact video games in real life. So like the first episode was Mario Kart and they had triggered like the they they had triggered the car so where like if you got the inkling there'd be ink sprayed on you like if you got the lightning bolt you would have, the steering wheel would be electrified and yeah, then like if you got the I banana remember. like one of the wheels wouldn't work or it would turn you out and they did like six or seven episodes I dude I loved watching G four man that, oh tag of the show I did it I, I remember watching the tag of the show and I watched their Thanksgiving special recently oh yeah where uh, they ended up announcing what you're gonna announce right now but uh that made me go back and watch the the compilation it wasn't even a compilation it was best of olivia moon on attack of the show and she was hosting it 
of mm. all the stuff that she did. Yeah, yeah. Where she went, she goes to her co-host and they put up a skit where she has the freaking hair clippers for the machine. And he goes like, she goes like that. And he's like, oh shit, you actually cut it. It's like, yeah, well, you might as well just go for it. And he's like, okay. <laughs> she goes in. <laughs> The, the the executives of G4 got mad at her, so they returned the punishment. During that time, Olivia Moon was terrified of balloons. Oh. So they put her like in a, inside of a box and just her head, cover her uh, see-through mask with pins, oh. and they had her co-host with balloons just bah, bah. <laughs> That is good. Yeah, when it's on YouTube, they put the whole episode oh, on YouTube. Lord. Watch it. That shit is hilarious. All of the skits she did, and when she dude, Google the pro, uh, YouTube the promo. Uh, I think it was on Attack of the Show. Uh, Santino was pr- was promoting his feud with Jimmy Kimmel. He was calling him Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> hey, Jimmy Kimmel. He cut this promo on Attack of the Show that had everyone drop laughing. Oh, he called it. He called Jimmy Kimmel. He called him. You're death meat. <laughs> but it was so fucking good. Oh, God, I love G4. No, it's coming back. Yes. Cool. And the reason I'm talking about it is because they announced that one of their hosts for their shows, I didn't get that much details on it, Xavier Woods. Yo, boy. AKA Austin Creed. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be his little title. I know, there, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what the, the show that he's hosting is. Do, do you know? Mm-hmm. No. Um, they, have they announced what's coming back? No. Or what they're bringing? Uh-uh. They're still up in the air, but I'm thinking... Force Daniel, do you know? I'm, I'm hoping if he's going to host that, I'm hoping there's a X-Play for him. Mm-hmm. That would be a great fit for him. Uh, you know what I would like? Not to rehash some of the old shows. Well, okay, maybe you can do that. Because, yeah, when it was X-Play, Attack of the Show, and Cheaters, or, you know, Cheat, 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 um, that was it, and that's an hour and a half, and you got 24 hours in the day to fill, right? <laughs> if you turn on CNN at any time of day, what are they showing? News. You turn on ESPN at any time of the day, what are they showing? Sports. You turn on G4 at any time of the day, you might get video game stuff, you might not. So I think they need to have more programming and something that's very, very easy that it's like, duh, that they could do is – do what they're already doing on YouTube, yeah. Where just have Woods or, or other people like Woods just playing games, you know, like have a show where it's a stream, except not on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe and all that shit, and just like, hey, make sure you tune in next week at three o'clock, right? And what if it's up, up, down, down, but with people outside the company? That's what I was yeah. Up, about. It's so up, up, down, down, oh, anything well, like that. Yeah. Allow that. Maybe not, if but call it something else. But you do the same premise. Again, yeah, same premise with different people. It doesn't necessarily have to be Woodsy. You know, it could be other folks too. But what I'm saying is what I want for that fucking channel is that for me to turn it on and not see cops. (laughs) You know, I want to see see Ninja Warrior. (laughs) Even that. Bring back Code Monkeys for season three. I get that you like Ninja Warrior and I can respect that. But that's not a video game show that's supposed to be on the video game channel. You know, if I'm tuning into the video game channel, I want to see fucking video games. I tune into fucking Food Network. Guess what? They're cooking something. You know, like, <laughs> you, got a point. you know, all right. So that's what I want. <laughs> if that involves Woods, great. <sighs> I think that's a show. Anything else? Oh, no. 
I knew you were about to say something. DZW, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. DZW is on the 19th. On the 12th, which is the Saturday before, your boy got himself another booking for a different wrestling show oh, in Houston. No. This is going to be in Houston. Uh, it's Kamisa Wrestling. That's what that is? Yeah. Oh, another place I'm not going to. Hashtag reset the business. They're uh, trying to get shit going back again. Um, and uh, I have no idea what this is. So give me some backstory. Yes. Well, there's not much backstory. Oh Brand, it's brand new uh, 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 federation starting up in Houston. So, yeah. Come, this is going to be their first one, right? Um, Are they actually going to pay you in, in money? I, I believe so. Okay. <laughs> At least... That's what I. You're you know, breaking out the good tie for this, for um, this show. Probably. Yes, the good choice. It's, you said in Houston. Yes. Where? Uh, Avenue B, uh, Premier Sports League, I think it's called. Premier Avenue Wrestling. B. So you're talking like near Harrisburg? Yeah. Hey, that's pretty close. And Houston. Okay. Metal, metal. Houston. Yeah. So. You get Alan and Melon and Takis with your ticket? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'll have a taco truck right down the way. Fucking, yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, come come check it out. It's gonna be cool. I'm gonna be ring announcing. That's gonna be on the 12th. So that's not this Saturday coming up, but it's gonna be the following Saturday. Then the next Saturday after that will be DZW out in Katy, Texas, right down Little York, uh, West Little York at the Katy Boxing Club. Um, yeah, no membership required. No membership required. Yeah, all you have to do is pay your ticket. Um, and uh, we will have our new. DZW Lightning Division Champion T-Ray versus the Fireman Luther Black. Finally, after a year's worth of build, they're finally going to get to to get after each other. And uh, this title is going to be on the line, which if you were paying attention to what I was seeing last time. Interim, right? Well, no, it was supposed to be for an interim heavyweight championship. But T-Ray has the Lightning Division Championship. What? How the fuck did that happen? Well, T-Ray came out and said, I didn't say which title I was going to challenge for. And he came out and cashed in his Tugboat Invitational uh, contract and challenged for the DZW Championship after Sebi had a grueling match with uh, Romeo Falcon and cashed in and stole the belt while still having in paper, since we advertised it and everything, a heavyweight championship match later that night for what, what would be supposed to be the interim heavyweight championship no remedy came out said i don't want these guys to be interim here's the belt they're going to be the champ when i come back i'm gonna get my shot they're not interim nice. they're the champ i'm gonna take it back from when i get back all right so rv he pulled the rvd on him the champ so even though t-ray got the lightning division he was pulling double duty because he fucking shenangled his way into you know <laughs> getting two championship matches in one night Dude. he fell to nate slater Dude. So Nate Slater got the DZW Heavyweight Championship. So yeah, there's going to be some fallout from that. We're going to decide what's going to happen, but we are also having the Tugboat Invitational Tournament for this year. It took it took T Ray damn near a year to cash in his fucking contract, and here it is December again. So the Tugboat Memorial Tournament is going to be this uh, this upcoming show. So the twelfth. The 19th, your boy will be ring announcing both of those events, one in Houston, one in Katy. Come out, come see us, wear your mask, stay away from the uglies, and you'll be all right.
How about you? Are you going to be ring announcing for ROW's 15th anniversary Christmas Chaos? No. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> Are you? Perhaps. No, you're not. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> so tentatively, we will be back on Tuesday, December 29th. Mm-hmm. We're going to break down Wrestle Kingdom. We're going to give our post-show analysis on TLC. Maybe Ring of Honor's final battle if anybody stumbles on that. Maybe talking about fucking Impact. Maybe talking about Impact. <laughs> and uh, that'll be our last show of the year. And then after that, we come back with our 2020. Year in review special. Oh, that's going to be cool. Ooh, 2020. Title the shits. Yeah. The shits. <laughs> Goddamn. All right. So is that a show? That's it, man. All right. Adios, my friends. Keep it classy. Thank you for tuning in. Got a show, uh, Daniel Porsche. Thank you for chiming in in the live chat. Oh, we could ask Daniel and Porsche this since they mm-hmm. since they're so eager to stick around. Uh huh. Be real. Best Christmas movie. Oh, best Christmas. Welcome movie. to your pop culture rewind minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gotta make the white man proud. Okay. <laughs> your favorite Christmas movie. It would have to be Jingle All the Way for me. Shorts and Navy. Turbo Man. You turbo Man. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in the same boat? Mm-hmm. Home Alone. Oh, thank you. Really? I thought I thought you were going to give me shit for that. No, I had two. I said in the chat room, I had two. Yeah. Ah. Home Alone was the first was oh, one of them. Okay, so I stole your thunder. Not all of it. Okay, what's the I other think one? The best Christmas movie. Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> Defend yourself. No. Why is Die Hard a not, Christmas movie? It's not a Christmas movie, even according to freaking Bruce Willis. <laughs> if they just call it a Christmas movie because the whole thing happens during Christmas. That was it. You say the same thing for Home Alone. That was the reason yeah. why I was hesitant to say Home Alone. Yeah. Well, it happened during Christmas, but that's it. Yeah, but uh, Die Hard is more of an action movie than actually a fa- family-friendly movie. So okay. I guess that'll take it out of there.
Because if that's the case, then you would have gone what Krampus? No, I would have gone with The Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a Halloween uh, movie. That's not a Christmas but it takes movie. Place in Christmas. Yeah. No, it was the night before Christmas. Well, the go. night before Christmas is not Halloween, bro. Yeah, <laughs> but it's about Halloween. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, honestly, like if that would have been it, I'm like, all right, Nightmare Before Elf. Oh, okay. My God. okay. Elf. Okay. Are you asking this question because you recently saw Elf? No. <laughs> no, because I figure we're not going to record again until after Christmas. I was like, hey, y'all come, y'all feel like doing a show for TLC? Knowing in the back of my mind, I haven't watched any WWE in weeks. <laughs> but I was like, there's a gap in the middle, but I'm kind of glad we're not doing it. So I figured I, I didn't get a chance to ask Honestly, for me, with the main roster, I'm like in cruise control. And like whenever I catch something good, it's like, all right, I'll watch it. Mm-mm. I can't. Do you want the people from the live chat to chime in on this? Go. All right. So Daniel Price says, uh, Christmas Vacation. That's uh, Chevy National Chase, right? Boom. Yeah. National yeah. yeah. That's that's a respectable answer. Uh, Randy, my wife. Uh, Randy says, and I know that this is her favorite because she wants to watch it every year, uh, A Christmas Story. Yes, that's on my list, too, because they play it all kid. day, every day on TNT. Oh, uh, and then Porsche. Ugh. Babes in Toyland. Ugh. Is that a porn? No. That sounds like a porn. That sounds like something I click the channels back and forth to catch the puzzle. The premiere. <laughs> the premiere of Drew Barrymore and Keanu Reeves. This was their first gig. Oh and it God. is a terrible movie. Look at the camera. Let's talk to Porsche. It's a terrible movie. No, you have movie. to go back home to that. No, I know. It's it's not it's, it's so bad. Uh but it also has uh, uh um the dude from uh, uh Karate Kid, uh, wax on wax off guy. The, I don't know. I've never seen Ralph Macho. No, the the actual wax on wax off guy. The, 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 Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. It has Mr. Miyagi in it too. What's his real name? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. I I just know. And to round out my third pick, em- Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. What the fuck are you talking what? about, Robert? Ro- Robert, welcome. Of course, Robert's gonna break out the fucking like. Oh, oh yeah. and we only you can only catch it at Cactus Music. Emmett yeah. Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> is that Cameron Grimes' debut movie? <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> Bad Santa. Oh, oh my God, God. Okay. that's okay. Santa, dude. What about the claymation Rudolph? That's like huh? a yeah, that's like a throwback one for me. Okay, I'm I'm kind of particular to uh, Jim Carrey's uh, Grinch Stole Christmas. Pat yeah, Mor- that's for me. It's, he steals it, man. Mr. Miyagi's name was uh, Pat Morita. M O R I T A Morita. Okay, Morita, Morita, Morita. Morita. Uh, the Muppets. Oh, Muppets classic. Okay. Oh, that is the Jug Band Christmas is a Muppets. It's the Muppets oh! Christmas. Oh. He said, "Google it, you jabronis." <laughs> the Iron Sheik right there. Yeah. Jabroni. <laughs> 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 oh, still better. Did you get? Did you check out the pictures of uh, the Rock tweeted out? Of um, I'm guessing they're doing a show about his oh, life. Oh, the Young Rock. What? Yeah. They're doing a show about his life. Yeah. Okay, Rock. This is your life. Well, hosted by mankind. Mick Foley said, "Yeah, Mick Foley." It's story time with Mick Foley. Yeah. This season, The Rock. Next season, 
The Rock hits puberty in season two. <laughs> the people's shooter. <laughs> the Rock learns his role. <laughs> the Rock shuts his mouth. <laughs> the Rock shines things up. Yes. His first smell. <laughs> he turns them sideways. Which one was the one with the land of mystery? Breaks ground on SmackDown Hotel. No. Like no. The Teenage years. He tastes pie. Oh. <laughs> No, or no, 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 because hey, we've all been there in their in our teens. We never get it right the first time. No, so no, the first, it's not. Did. He tastes pie. If a chapter starts, he eats cake. <laughs> On that note. Bye. I'm going to Shipley's to get some donuts. <laughs> chocolate donuts. Cake donuts. Chocolate cake donuts. Nice and black and just eh, right in the middle, right? Como? Yeah. Eh, I see. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs>